Section twenty six of the Great Encyclical Letters of Pope Leo the Thirteenth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Religious Congregations in France. One letter from the Pope to the Archbishop of Paris, December twenty third, nineteen hundred. Amid the consolations afforded us during the holy year by the pious eagerness of the pilgrims who have flocked to rome from all parts of the world we have been struck with sadness at the news of the dangers which threaten the religious congregations in france by dint of misunderstanding and prejudice it has come to be thought that it will be necessary for the good of the state to put restraints upon their liberty and perhaps to proceed against them with even greater rigour the duty of our supreme ministry and the deep affection which we bear for france leads us to address you on this grave and important subject in the hope that on being better enlightened upright and fair-minded men will hearken back to more equitable counsels and in addressing you we address also our venerable brethren your colleagues in the french episcopate in the name of the heavy cares which you share with us it is for you to dissipate the prejudice which exists among your countrymen and to prevent as far as possible any irreparable misfortunes befalling the church and france origin and object the religious orders as every one knows have their origin and the reason of their existence in those sublime evangelical counsels which our divine redeemer gave to those who in every succeeding age would attain to christian perfection to those brave and generous souls who by prayer and contemplation by pious austerities and the observance of certain rules endeavoured to climb to the highest summits of the spiritual life born and cradled under the action of the church whose authority gives sanction to their government and administration the religious orders form a chosen portion of the flock of jesus christ they are according to the expression of st chrysostom the honour and ornament of spiritual grace whilst at the same time they are witness to the sacred fecundity of the church their vows made freely and spontaneously after ripening in the meditations of the novitiate have ever been regarded and respected by people in every age as sacred things and the sources of the rarest virtue their object is twofold first the raising of those who take them to a higher degree of perfection and secondly by purifying and strengthening their souls to prepare them for a ministry which is exercised for the everlasting salvation of their neighbour and for the alleviation of the numberless miseries of humanity thus working under the supreme direction of the apostolic see for the realization of the ideal perfection traced by our lord and living under rules which have nothing in contradiction of any form of civil government the religious congregations co-operate on a large scale in the mission of the church which consists essentially in the sanctification of souls and in doing good to men this is why wherever the church is in possession of her liberty wherever the natural right of a citizen to choose the sort of life he considers best suited to his tastes and his moral advancement is respected there too the religious orders have arisen as a spontaneous product of catholic soil and the bishops have rightly regarded them as valuable auxiliaries in the sacred ministry and in works of christian charity services to civil society but it is not to the church alone that the religious orders have from their first appearance rendered immense services they have benefited also civil society itself they have had the merit of preaching virtue to the multitude by the apostolate of good example as well as by that of word of mouth of forming and adorning men's minds by the teaching of sacred and profane knowledge and of enlarging the heritage of the fine arts by splendid works that will live 
whilst their doctors shed renown on the universities by the depths and breadth of their learning and their houses became the refuge of divine and human knowledge and in the shipwreck of civilization saved from certain destruction the masterpieces of ancient wisdom other religious have penetrated inhospitable regions swamps or tangled forests and there braving every danger in draining and clearing and cultivating the land by the sweat of their brow they found it round their monasteries and beneath the shadow of the cross centres of population which grew into villages and flourishing towns whence under a kindly rule agriculture and industry began to spread abroad when the small number of priests or the needs of the day demanded it legions of apostles eminent for their piety and learning were seen issuing forth from the cloisters who by their valiant cooperation with the bishops exerted the happiest influence on society by putting an end to feuds stifling enmity bringing people back to the thought of duty and by setting up again in honour the principles of religion and christian civilization such briefly indicated are the merits of the religious orders in the past they have been registered by the hand of impartial history and it is superfluous to dwell on them at any greater length nor is their activity their zeal or their love of their fellow-men diminished in our own day the good that they do strikes every eye and their virtues shine with a brilliance which no accusation no attack can tarnish in this noble arena in which the religious congregations vie with each other in beneficent activity those of france we say it again with joy occupy a foremost and honourable place some devoted to teaching instruct the young in secular knowledge and the principles of religious virtue and duty upon which public peace and the welfare of states absolutely depend others consecrated to various works of charity afford effective aid to every physical and moral misery in the numberless houses wherein they tend the sick the infirm and the aged the orphan the deranged and the incurable without allowing the danger or unpleasantness of their work or the ingratitude they may meet with to dampen their courage or check their ardour these meritorious services recognized again and again by men above any suspicion of favouritism and time after time rewarded by public honours make these congregations the glory of the church at large and the particular and shining glory of france which they have ever nobly served in which they love as we have many times seen with a patriotism that fear not to face death itself with joy the disappearance of these champions of christian charity would it is evident bring on the country an irreparable loss by the drying up of such an abundant source of voluntary aid public misery would be notably increased and at the same time an eloquent preaching of brotherhood and concord would be silenced the society in which so many elements of trouble and enmity are fermenting needs assuredly great examples of self-sacrifice love and disinterestedness and what is better fitted to raise and pacify men's minds than the sight of these men and women who giving up a happy distinguished and oftentimes an illustrious position voluntarily make themselves the brothers and sisters of the children of the people practising in their regard true equality by utterly devoting themselves to the disinherited the abandoned and the suffering so admirable is the activity of the french congregations that it could not be kept within the frontiers of the country but has gone forth to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth and with the gospel the name the language and the prestige of france exiles of their own free will the french missionaries go out across stormy sea and sandy desert seeking to gain souls for christ in the most distant and often unexplored regions 
they are seen settling among savage tribes in order to civilize them by teaching the elements of christianity the love of god and their neighbors work regard for the weak and cleanly living and they devote themselves to this without looking for any earthly reward even till death which is often hastened by fatigue the difficulties of the church or the sword of the executioner respecting the laws and submissive to the civil authorities they bring with them wherever they come civilization and peace their only ambition is to enlighten the less fortunate people to whom they devote themselves and to lead them to christian morality and to a knowledge of their dignity as men nor is it an uncommon thing for them to make important contribution to science by the help they give to the researches which are being made in such different domains as a study of the differences of race and tongue of history the nature and products of the soil and other questions it is moreover precisely upon the laborious patient and tireless action of these admirable missionaries that the protectorate of france is founded which government after government has always been jealous to preserve and which we ourselves have publicly acknowledged the inviolable attachment of the french missionaries to their country the eminent services which they render her the great influence which they secure for her especially in the east all these are facts recognized by men of the most varied opinions and only lately solemnly proclaimed by the voice of the highest authority under these circumstances to deprive the religious congregations at home of the freedom and peace which alone can ensure the recruiting of their members and the long and laborious task of their training would not only be to requite so many great services of inexplicable gratitude but would also at the same time be a clear renunciation of the benefits that flow from them other nations have already had sorry experience of such a policy after having checked the expansion of the religious congregations at home and so gradually dried up their seed they have seen their own influence and prestige abroad proportionately decline for it is useless to seek fruit of a tree from which you lop the branches it is easy to see that all the great interests at stake in this question would be seriously compromised even if the missionary orders were spared that the others might be struck for careful consideration shows that the existence and action of the one are bound up with the existence and action of the others as a matter of fact the vocation of the missionary religious germinates and develops under the word of the preacher religious under the pious direction of the teaching religious and even under the supernatural influence of the contemplative religious one can imagine too the difficult situation in which the missionaries would be placed and the decline of their authority and prestige which would follow on the people whom they are seeking to evangelize learning that the religious congregations far from meeting with protection and respect in their own country were there treated with hostility and harshness but looking at the question from a higher standpoint we may point out that the religious congregations as we have already said represent the public practice of christian perfection and if it be certain that there are in the church and always will be elect souls aspiring to it under the influence of grace it would be unjust to hinder their designs it would moreover be an assault on the liberty of the church which is in france guaranteed by a solemn treaty for everything that hinders her from leading souls to perfection injures the free exercise of her divine mission to strike at the religious orders would be to deprive the church of devoted cooperators at home were there the necessary auxiliaries of the bishops and clergy and the exercise of the sacred ministry and the function of catholic teaching and preaching which the church has the right and the duty of dispensing and which is demanded by the conscience of the faithful 
and abroad where the general interests of the apostolate and its chief power in all parts of the world are for the greater part represented by the french congregations the blow which struck them would be felt everywhere and the holy see bound by a divine command to provide for the spread of the gospel would find itself under the necessity of offering no opposition to the occupation of the vacancies left by french missionaries for the missionaries of other nations lastly we should point out that to strike the religious congregations would be to forsake to one's own undoing those democratic principles of liberty and equality which form the very foundations of constitutional right in france and guarantee the individual and collective liberty of every citizen so long as his actions and manner of living have an honest aim which in no way injures the rights and legitimate interests of any one now in a state of such advanced civilization as that of france we refuse to think that there is neither protection nor respect for a class of citizens who are honest peaceable and devoted to their country who possessing all the rights and fulfilling all the duties of their fellow-countrymen have either in the vows they make or the life they lead no other end in view but to work for the perfection of their own souls and the good of their neighbour they only ask for liberty and the measures taken against them would appear to be all the more unjust and odious since societies of quite another sort receive at the same time a treatment altogether different of course we are not unaware that as a justification for these rigours there are people who go about declaring that the religious congregations encroach upon the jurisdiction of the bishops and interfere with the rights of the secular clergy this assertion cannot be sustained if one cares to consult the wise laws published on this point by the church and which we have recently re-enacted in perfect harmony with the decrees and spirit of the council of trent they regulate on the one hand the conditions of existence of persons vowed to the practice of the evangelical councils and to the apostolate and on the other they respect as far as is necessary the authority of the bishops in their respective dioceses whilst they safeguard the dependence due to the head of the church they also in a majority of cases give to the bishop supreme authority over the congregations by way of delegation apostolic as for the attempts to make out that the episcopate and clergy of france are disposed to give a favourable welcome to the ostracism with which it is desired to strike the religious orders it is an insult which the bishops and priests can only repel with all the energy of their priestly soul there is no need to give any more importance to the other reproach that is made against the congregations of being too rich even if we admit that the value set upon their property is not exaggerated there is no contesting that they are an honourable and legal possession and consequently to despoil them would be an attack upon the rights of property it is moreover necessary to remark that they possess nothing for their personal interest or for the good of their individual members but for works of religion charity and beneficence which turn to the profit of the french nation at home and abroad whether they go to increase its prestige by contributing to the mission of civilization which providence has entrusted to it passing over in silence other considerations which are made on the subject of the religious congregations we confine ourselves to this important remark france maintains amicable relations with the holy see founded upon a solemn treaty if then the inconveniences indicated have upon given points any reality the way is open to bring them to the notice of the holy see which is ready to make them the subject of a serious investigation 
and if need be to apply suitable remedies we desire however to reckon upon the equitable impartiality of the men who guide the destinies of france and upon the fair-mindedness and good sense which distinguish the french people we feel confident that they will not wish to lose the precious moral and social heritage of which the religious congregations are the representatives that they have no desire in seeking to secure general liberty by laws of exception to wound the feelings of catholics and to aggravate to its own great detriment their country's internal discords a nation is truly great and strong and can regard the future with any assurance of security only if its people are closely united in working for the common good in full regard for the rights of all and with consciences free and undisturbed from the beginning of our pontificate we have never omitted to make any effort to further this work of pacification in france which would have brought her incalculable benefits not only in the religious but also in the civil and political order undeterred by any difficulties we have not ceased to give france particular proofs of our respect solicitude and affection always feeling sure that she would respond to them as a great and generous nation should we should be overwhelmed with the deepest sorrow if in the evening of our days we should discover that we have been deceived in these hopes deprived of the price of our fatherly solicitude and condemned to watch in the country which we love a rancorous struggle between party passions with no power to know how far their excesses would extend or to ward off the misfortunes which we have done all we could to prevent and for which we decline in advance to be held in any way responsible in any case the duty which is at present incumbent on the french bishops is to labour in perfect harmony of thought and action to prevail upon the people to save the rights and interests of the religious congregations which we love with all our fatherly heart and whose existence liberty and prosperity concern the catholic church france and humanity may the lord vouchsafe to hear our ardent prayers and to grant success to the efforts which we have now for so long made in this noble cause and as a token of our benevolence and of divine favours we grant you dear son and to the whole episcopate clergy and people of france the apostolic benediction two letter of his holiness leo the thirteenth june twenty ninth nineteen o one to the superiors of the religious orders and institutes in france at all times the religious families have received from the apostolic see particular assurance of loving and considerate solicitude whether they were in the enjoyment of the benefits of peace or as in our days undergoing such trials as those which now assail them the onslaught which in certain countries has been recently made against the orders and the institutes subject to your authority causes the profoundest grief and holy church is bowed down in sorrow because of it for it feels itself cut to the quick in its own inherent rights and seriously impeded in the fulfilment of its work which for its proper exercise requires the concurrence of both clergies secular and religious in truth who touches its priests touches the apple of its eye for our part you know that we have endeavoured by all the means in our power to prevent this unworthy persecution and have striven to avert from those countries the consequent disasters which will be as great as they are undeserved hence it is that on many occasions in the name of religion of justice and of civilization we have pleaded your cause with all the power at our command but we have hoped in vain that our remonstrances will be listened to for lo a nation which was singularly fruitful in religious vocations a nation on which we have always bestowed the greatest consideration 
has by the authority of its government approved and promulgated these unjust and discriminating laws against which a few months ago we had lifted our voice in the hope of preventing their being put upon the statutes remembering our sacred duties and following the example of our illustrious predecessors we have put the seal of condemnation on these laws as being contrary to that natural and evangelical right which is conferred by constant tradition the right namely to form associations for the purpose of leading lives which are not only honest in themselves but marked by exalted sanctity we have condemned them because they are contrary to that unquestionable right which the church possesses of founding religious institutions exclusively subject to its authority to aid it in the accomplishment of its divine mission especially when in this instance the exercise of that right has resulted in the greatest benefits in the religious and civil order and redounded to the advantage of that noble nation itself and now we feel moved to open to you our paternal heart in the desire to give you and to receive from you some holy consolation and at the same time to address to you the advice which the occasion calls for in order that remaining still more firm in the time of trial you will gain greater merit in the sight of god and men among the many motives of courage which spring from our faith recall dear sons that solemn word of jesus christ blessed are ye when they shall revile and persecute you and speak all that is evil against you untruly for my sake reproaches calumnies vexations of all kinds will be poured out upon you for my sake but then shall you be blessed it is vain to multiply against you those calumnious accusations which seek to dishonor you the sad reality is flashed only the more vividly on men's eyes but the true reason for which you are persecuted is that deep-seated hatred which the world cherishes against the catholic church the city of god that the real intention is if possible to nullify in society the reparative action of jesus christ from which such beneficent and salutary results universally flow no one is ignorant of the fact that the religious of both sexes form a chosen body in the city of god that they represent particularly the spirit and the mortifications of jesus christ that by the practice of the evangelical councils they tend to carry christian virtue to the summit of perfection and that in a multitude of ways they powerfully second the action of the church hence it is not astonishing that to-day as in other times under other iniquitous forms the city of the world rises against them and chiefly those men who by a sacrilegious compact are most intimately united and most servilely bound to him who is the prince of this world it is clear that they consider the dissolution and extinction of religious orders as a successful manoeuvre in the furthering of their deep-laid designs of driving the catholic nations into the ways of apostasy and alienation from jesus christ and because of that we may say in all truth blessed are you because you are hated and persecuted it is only because you have chosen your kind of life out of love for jesus christ if you follow the maxims and the ways of the world the world would not trouble you which shower its favors upon you if you had been of the world the world would love its own but because you are walking in opposite ways you are assailed and warred against it is because the world hates you christ himself foretold it hence he regards you with all the more love and predilection as he sees you more like himself in your suffering for justice's sake but if you partake of the suffering of christ rejoice aspire to the courage of those heroes who went from the presence of the council 
rejoicing that they were accounted worthy to suffer reproach for the name of Jesus. To this glory, which comes from the testimony of your conscience, there is added, though you do not seek it, the blessing of all honest men. All those who have at heart the peace and prosperity of their country are aware that there are no more honorable citizens, no more useful men, no more devoted patriots than the members of religious congregations, and they tremble at the thought of losing in you so many precious advantages which depend upon your existence. There are the throngs of the poor, the abandoned, and the unfortunate, for whose sake you have founded and sustained every variety of establishment with supreme intelligence and admirable charity. There are the fathers of families who have entrusted their sons to you, and who, until the present moment, relied upon you to impart that moral and religious education which is strong, vigorous, and fruitful in solid virtue, and which was never more needed than in our time. There are the priests who find in you valuable auxiliaries in their important and laborious ministry. There are the men of all ranks who, in these times of apostasy, find useful direction and encouragement in your advice, backed as it is by the integrity of your lives. There are, above all, the bishops who honor you with their confidence, and who consider you as tried teachers of their younger clergy, and who recognize in you the true friends of their brothers and their people, offering as you do for them to the divine mercy your incessant prayers and expiatory sacrifices. But no one appreciates the exceptional merits of religious orders with greater justice than we ourselves, who, from this apostolic see, are watching over the needs of the universal church. Already, in other acts, we have made particular mention of all this. Let it suffice now to call attention to that splendid ardor with which these religious bodies follow, not only the directions, but the least expression of wish of the Vicar of Jesus Christ, undertaking every work which may contribute to the advantage of the church and society whenever he indicates it, hurrying to the most inhospitable shores, braving every suffering and accepting death itself, as many have done in the most glorious manner in the recent upheavals of the Empire of China. If, among the dearest remembrances of our long pontificate, we count the fact that by our authority we have raised a great number of the servants of God to the honors of the altar, those remembrances are all the more dear to us, because the majority of those saints belong to religious orders, either as founders or as simple religious. We, moreover, wish to recall for your consolation that among people of the world, distinguished by their position and by their knowledge of what society needs, there have not been lacking many honorable and upright men, who have come forward to praise your works, to defend your inviolable right as citizens, and your still more inviolable liberty as Catholics. Surely one must be blinded by passion not to see that it is unwise and dishonorable to crush those who, hoping for nothing and asking for nothing, give themselves up entirely to the service of their fellow men. Let it be considered with what zeal these religious apply themselves to develop among the children of the people those germs of natural goodness which, without them, would perish and leave these little ones to grow up a danger to themselves and to others. These religious have, with the help of grace, cultivated patiently and assiduously these precious seeds, have preserved them from destruction, and have succeeded in bringing them to maturity. Under their influence they have developed a splendid fruitage of intelligent love for truth, of honesty, a sense of duty, of strength, of character, and of generosity and sacrifice. And what is there better calculated than all this for the order and prosperity of the state? 
nevertheless dear sons since the hatred of the world pursues you so far as to pretend that it is a useful and praiseworthy work to trample under foot in your persons the most sacred rights and that in so doing a service is done to god adore with a trusting humility the designs of the almighty in permitting this if at times he suffers right to succumb to violence he does so only for the purpose of some greater good but remember that he often comes to our rescue in unforeseen ways when we suffer for him and trust in him if he places obstacles and obstructions in the path of those whose state is that of christian perfection it is in order to test and fortify their virtue and it is more particularly to strengthen and reinvigorate their souls which might else have grown feeble and protracted peace endeavor therefore to correspond to those paternal designs of almighty god give yourselves up with redoubled ardor to a life of prayer and faith and holy works make regular discipline reign among you let a brotherly union of hearts prevail among you with humble and eager obedience austerity and detachment and a pious ardor for the glory of god let your thoughts be always high your resolutions generous and your zeal indefatigable for the glory of god and the extension of his kingdom since by the misfortune of the times you find yourselves either already struck or threatened by the fatal laws of dispersion you must recognize that these very circumstances impose upon you the duty of defending with more zeal than ever the integrity of your religious spirit against the contamination of the world and of holding yourselves ever ready and ever armed against all attacks on this point you will recall the different instructions which have been addressed to regulars by the apostolic see and these other prescriptions which have emanated from your own superiors let both one and the other keep their full vigour and be most conscientiously observed and now religious of every age young and old lift your eyes to your illustrious founders their maxims speak to you their statutes guide you their examples are before your eyes let your sweetest and holiest desires be to hear them to follow them to imitate them it is thus that multitudes of your ancestors have acted in times of trial it is thus they have transmitted to you a rich heritage of sublime courage and virtue long to make yourselves worthy of your sires and of your brethren in order that you may be able all of you to say while justly glorifying yourselves we are the sons and brothers of the saints it is thus that you will obtain the greatest advantage for yourself for the church and for society by spurring yourselves onward to reach that degree of sanctity to which god has called you you will fulfil the designs of providence in your regard and you will merit the abundant recompense which he has promised you the church your tender mother who has heaped favours upon you will obtain and return for it all a more faithful and more efficacious cooperation than ever in its mission of peace and salvation peace and salvation they are the two urgent needs of society at the present time which so many causes tend to corrupt and degrade to arouse it and to bring it repentant to the feet of the merciful saviour we must have men of superior virtue of living eloquence of apostolic hearts and men who possess at the same time the power of drawing abundant graces from heaven you will be such men we doubt not and you will thus become the most opportune and the most glorious benefactors of society dear sons the charity of the lord inspires a last word to strengthen in you the sentiments with which you are animated towards those who attack your institutes and who wish to destroy your liberty just as your conscience prompts you to keep a firm and dignified attitude so by your profession you must always show yourselves sweet and indulgent 
because it is especially in the religious that the perfection of that true charity should be resplendent revealing itself as always open to pity and ever incapable of harboring hate without doubt to see yourselves rewarded with ingratitude and thrust aside by those you have benefited would naturally cause bitterness of heart but dear sons let your faith and what it tells you give you comfort bear in mind the sublime exhortation overcome evil by good that faith places before your eyes the incomparable magnanimity of the apostle we are reviled and we bless we are persecuted and we suffer it we are blasphemed and we entreat above all it invites you to repeat the supplication of the supreme benefactor of the human race jesus christ suspended on his cross father forgive them therefore dear sons the vicar of jesus christ you have with you the whole catholic world which regards you with affection respect and gratitude your glorious founders and your glorious brothers encourage you your sovereign chief jesus christ girds you with his strength and covers you with the mantle of his virtue well beloved sons turn to the divine heart with a fervent confidence and fervent prayers you will find there all the strength necessary to conquer the fear of the world there is one word which rings through the centuries always living and always full of consolation have confidence i have conquered the world may you find besides some consolation in our blessing which on this day consecrated to the triumphant memory of the apostles we are happy to accord you in all its plenitude to each one of you to all of you and to each one of your families who are most true to us in the lord end of section twenty six